Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. Um, the thing, I think the worst part of Baby Shark is how easily it can just, just climb up in your mind. And, <laughs> and and sit there and sing. <laughs> even when you even when you don't want to, all you get is like, oh oh, it's coming! Oh no no no! Please mind, please don't do it! And all of a sudden, you find some baby shark. That's <laughs> that is terrible. That is terrible. What other song is like that? Because uh, I mean, for me, it's baby shark. But there, oh, um. What was it? I think Sweet Caroline also have that effect on me. Sweet Caroline. You told me that that's one, like you hated that song, didn't you? No? It's not one of my favorites, no. <laughs> I think just because it's been over, I've heard it too many times. Like I've, you know, like there's songs that you're like, oh, this is a cool song. And then after the 4,000th time, you're like, okay, I, I'm really done with this song. now. Yeah. No, no, cool. It's almost uh, my precondition to go to anyone's wedding. Is the DJ going to play that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise I ain't going, but you, you're not going to see me there. <laughs> well, 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 shall we um, go ahead and get started? Yeah, let's get started. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. All right, then. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week, another episode of Kicking and Streaming. I am Graham, and with me, as usual, the very fantastic, the great, the bombastic. <laughs> That's a new one. I uh, like yeah. that. <laughs> I'm coming up with them. The fantastic, bombastic Jocelyn. Jocelyn, how are you doing? I am good. How are you doing today, Graham? Hey, we're doing okay after this round of uh, rains and uh, uh, thunderstorms and even some tornado warning. Phones going crazy. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I was watching TV and they were talking about the rotation and the little rotation box is essentially going right over where my house is. I'm like, oh, this is this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Clean out the closet under the stairs for the dogs <laughs> just in case, you know, yeah. they'll be safe. I don't know about me, but they would have been okay. You know what is the worst for me is when you're at work and you receive one of those, right? And you, yes. don't, you don't even remember what you left on the patio. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, am I going to walk in and something is literally just hanging on the wall? That's 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 crazy. But that's life here in the south of the United States. And uh, it's all right. I mean, most of the time, nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm learning that. I'm not I'm not a big fan of the tornado warnings that we seem to be getting every week here. (laughs) Yeah, I, th- I think the the weather people seem to be the happiest about it because they have something to, you know, they have some TV time, you know. <laughs> have something run, run, talk. you're all going to die. And oh, by the way, I'm on TV. Yay! Yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, we shouldn't do that, should we? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's probably that's probably in poor taste, but you know. Hey man, somebody's got to make fun of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Otherwise, they, you know, they're weather people, and most of them are really geeked out and excited over this, which oh, is yeah. is is nice. It's nice to have people who are excited about their jobs. I yeah, just yeah. wish sometimes they weren't quite so morbid about it, but that's not great. <laughs> I like how they um they go to the airport uh, every time. Like, yeah, I mean, what else is new? People stuck at the airport. Like, <laughs> why do you keep going, dude? <laughs> How many days are you going to be here? You just said I'm going to be here five days. <laughs> Why are you asking? <laughs> Again, oh, God. So hey, true. Hey, uh, uh, weather people, we just, it's all in good fun. <laughs> just so you know. Now they're going to go ride, you know, kicking and streaming hate weather people. That's not, that's not true. I'm no, not, I'm not, not entirely sure that's the case at all. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Let's get uh, on to this. We definitely thank you for being with us, for staying with us, for coming back every week, for downloading another episode of Kicking and Streaming. You can find us on on the internet, everywhere, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. On Facebook, we are Kicking and Streaming. So Kicking and Streaming, no, no A-N-D, it's just another letter and Kicking and Streaming. On uh IG on Instagram, we are kicking and streaming. Um, what what is that little thing that you put on the bottom? The little tra- the, the little underscore line? underscore podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we do. And on uh, the Facebook, we are kicking and streaming podcast. So we thank you for being with us, and uh, we thank you for the follows. We thank you for. Everything you do. Having said that, today we have a fantastic episode because we are going to talk about one of those things that people are insanely obsessed with. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember uh, having this conversation with you, Jocelyn, about how much people seem to be obsessed with uh, true crimes and murder mystery and stuff. Yes, um, yes. There's so many TV shows, so many podcasts, so many books, so many everything's about anything to do with true crime. You're right. Yeah, and and so the majority of like, uh, I mean, the most popular podcasts are um, about true crime and murder mysteries and stuff. Although we decided to go another route. Having said that, <laughs> this week we are forced to talk about this because we are. We are going to talk about a movie with a very, very long name. <laughs> and, and it, it is a very, very long name. Help me out here, Jocelyn, because I can't. Uh, it is extremely wicked, mm-hmm. shockingly evil, mm-hmm. and vile. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. That's what we are talking about. And this movie stars... Uh, Zac Efron, and that he's scaringly, <laughs> very, very much a young Ted Bundy, right? Yes. And yes. Uh, Lily Collins. We're going to be talking about the cast. We're going to be talking about the acting. We're going to be talking about the movie itself. So I'm curious to see and to hear what my co-host has to say about this movie. Um. 
And as I'm sure she is curious to see what I have to say about it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before that, let's go over some of the things that you should be watching this week coming on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and some of the other streaming services, right? Yes. I know that on the 13th, there of uh, uh, Netflix comes out with this thing called Malibu Rescue. I'm not entirely sure what it is all about, but it is an original series. On the 14th, they have this series called Revisions, and it's an anime series. Um, I, is it? Is it? Do they do they even have a category of anime? And on... I think they recently added one to Netflix, actually. Okay, and then okay. there is, on the 15th, they have Dennis and Gnasher um, unleashed. No idea what that is, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a look at all of that because <laughs> I, I just want to know what's good from there. On the 16th, though, they have this uh, Netflix film called Good Sam on the 17th. Seems like on on Fridays is like the big day that they come out with everything. They throw everything at the door. Yes. So they have Take Me Home Tonight, which is a movie from 1994. Um, and Cheap and Potato is an original series. It's Bruno. It's also a Netflix original. There's also a Spanish language movie coming out called Morir para contar. And then there is this film called See You Yesterday. That one sounds good, though. See You Yesterday. So that was like something going into the past and then boom, boom in the future. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think we talked about that one a little just very, very briefly a couple of weeks ago. That's about the the two teenage kids who build a time machine uh -huh. um, to try and save one of their brothers from being killed by a, a police officer. Okay. And I think it's produced by it's produced by Spike Lee. Sorry. I don't uh, know why my brain forgot his name, but it did. <laughs> Spike Lee. All right. So I see. All right. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think that one looks kind of interesting, like sort of a, a kid series almost, but with a, a little bit of a, I don't know, a, a, an edge to it, I think. Uh-huh. Now I know. And also they have this show coming back for a second season called The Rain. Never, never heard of the first season, but somehow it's, it made it to a second season, so... You, you, is that rain as in like the rain falling down or rain as in like a king's rain? Uh, uh, it, the rain falling down, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know there's a series coming out later on in May that looks interesting to me. It's a Spanish series mm -hmm. and it's called High Seas. It's, I believe, set, it's going to be on Netflix, and it's set on a ship in the 1940s. Okay. It says, two sisters discover disturbing family secrets after a string of mysterious deaths occur on a luxury 
luxury ship traveling from Spain to Brazil in the 1940s. It looks very interesting. The production quality looks fabulous, <laughs> just from the pictures. <laughs> Any word on who's on it? I will never be able to pronounce any of the names, Graham. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're very beautiful people. <laughs> yeah. Very nice looking, looking folks. <laughs> Let's see. The lead was in Pan's Labyrinth. The lead actress uh-huh. was in Pan's Labyrinth. Um, La Verdad was something someone else was in. Someone was in Velvet. So... Um, it's not folks that I'm familiar with, but it it looked really interesting to me. You know what? I'll tell you right now. You did good. You did good. I, <laughs> no, you did it good. I ain't even gonna lie to you. <laughs> okay, and so that was Netflix. On Amazon, you have a movie called um, on the 13th comes out. It's called The Romantics. Also, King of Thieves uh, on the 14th. Um, this thing called Yardie. The, the name sounds uh, appealing to me, but I don't know what Yardie is about. I haven't seen any, any, anything about it. I don't think I have either. But somehow, something happened to... Do you remember the movie The Punisher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody is really releasing everything about because on the same day it comes out both on Hu- on Hulu and on on Amazon. Both the uh, the War Zone, which was in, in two thousand eight, and the original Punisher that was on the t- on two thousand four. Which, by the way, it was a very. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of full of you know gory killing and whatever, but. I kind of liked it, so, yeah. <laughs> You're allowed. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> You're allowed. I, I liked it. I liked it. It was dope. So, on the 17th, Fleabag Season 2 comes out. And I think you and I have, like, some a pending negotiation with, with Fleabag. Because you've seen Fleabag, have you? I have not seen Fleabag, no. Okay. Um, I've, I've wanted to start it, but I have not started it yet. I find that more and more, there are more Amazon shows that I know that are good and that I have started watching and for some reason, not stopped watching, but like, you know, put it to the side and said, you know, I have to come back to these with more time. And Fleabag right. was one of those. So at, at this point, I have at least three shows on Amazon that I have started that I know are good. And have not managed to continue watching. So that's Fleabag, Sneaky Pit, and there's this show called Absentia. Do you remember that lady that was with Nathan Fillion on uh, Castle? His yes. ABC series? Yes. Well, she is she's the star of Absentia and is an actually very, very good show. It has... Uh, the storyline begins sort of very similar to to the OA that we talked about last week. So somebody that had been kidnapped for years and uh, had been, you know, given up for dead and people moved on and whatever, whatever. And all of a sudden, bam, there she was. Okay. You know, I started the first episode and 
I think I made it all the way to like mid minute fortieth. So I was almost done with it. But you know, I'm like, okay, I gotta get back to this. This is getting good, but I gotta get back to it. And I haven't done that. So my bad. So Fleabag season two is is coming out on the 17th and there's a show going on its fourth season called Poldark season four. What is Poldark about? I have a friend of a friend who is obsessed with that show and loves the show and uh, keeps recommending that I watch it. And I'm always like, yeah, that's on my list too. So it's another one that's on my list. But from what I understand, it's it's very good. I believe it's kind of like a period drama, mm-hmm. but also sort of his, his, almost had hysterical. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Historical, <laughs> uh, like based on actual events, but uh, something to do with uh, some revolution, Scottish revolution, perhaps. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um Period costumes and drama and bodice oh. rippers and exciting things like that. So you do not say. Uh, that sounds interesting. So uh, I wonder if I should watch it too. I got a lot of things on my plate in terms of what what we need to watch. So yes, yes, we do. <laughs> I, I, I think I need to just catch up with the ones that I need that that we immediately have a plan to talk about, and then eventually get back to business like that, you know, because we, we have to make time. And until this podcast gets really, really like famous where we can just, uh, just do this all the time, you know, we have to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. Sucks. We don't get to just watch TV for y'all. <laughs> we would like Which- to. We would, like, we would to. like to. So if you like us, you know, tell tell people about us and uh, say, hey, if you like podcasts, you might li- like to listen to Graham and Jocelyn natter on about TV shows for, an, a, you know, less than an hour or so. Am I right? Because we're, we're, we know what we're talking about. We, we know our stuff. Yeah. You can trust us. We know experts, but you can trust us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't claim to be experts. We just claim to know our stuff. Yeah, we do. I mean, I mean, if you listen to the show, to last week's show, I, 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 it's one of the episodes I'm most proud of when we talk about the OA, man. I, 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 I have the habit of when the show is released, you know, all edited and the whole thing, I like to listen to it from the perspective of a listener and, and would, you know, take away all my biases and stuff, being, being very critical of what I hear. And it was a fantastic show, Jocelyn, I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we do know what we're talking about. And if you find a value in what we do, of course, don't forget to just go to patreon.com slash kicking and streaming podcast. And you can you can become a patron. It's easy. You can start with uh, with something as low as one single dollar per month. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Hulu. What's on Hulu? On the 11th, they're releasing a whole bunch of shite. They have Marvel, Marvel Agents of, Agent of Shields season six. The entire thing, they're going to just dump it on Hulu. Well, and for movies, they have Above Majestic, Driver X, Funny Cow. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> 
<laughs> One Million American Dreams, Swimming with Men. On the 12th, they have Claws. I have no idea what it's all about. And on the, th on the 14th, if you like this kind of stuff, you can watch the season 15 of The Bachelorette. Uh, why are there even 15 seasons of that shit? Uh, <laughs> seriously. I don't know. I've, I've, I, am a, I am a female, and I can say I have never watched a single season of either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I've actually never seen a whole show of it, so mm, I don't know, Graham. I have no answer for you. I'm proud of you beyond, beyond <laughs> what you could ever imagine. You know? It's just like, I, I, I don't have time in my life for that crap. God, no. And I hate people at work that talk about that shit next day. Like, oh, these are... No, no. Do not even address me with the words The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. We're, we're kind of snobs when it comes to that. It's just, I'm sorry, folks, if you enjoy it. You know, I'm happy that I don't want to yuck your yum. But for heaven's sakes, please keep it to yourself. We don't care. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> on the fifteenth, on the fifteenth, though they come out with a bunch of stuff from the cooking channel. Um, they have the big bad barbecue brawl. That's it's like all about barbecue on the fifteenth. I know they sound. That sounds fun, though. It does. The big bad barbecue brawl. Um, that sounds very Texan. Yeah. You know, everything yeah. big. <laughs> if it leads with big, <laughs> you know it has to do something has to do with Texas right there. <laughs> There's Bobby Flay's uh, barbecue addiction. I don't know. I don't have the highest opinion of Bobby Flay. And I know that he probably doesn't give a shit. He doesn't know who I am anyway. But I don't like that dude. I don't like him as a chef. I don't like him. I don't, I don't like Bobby Clay irks the hell out of me. You've just broken his heart, Graham. <laughs> He's crying into his barbecue. Lord. Oh, Bobby Flay. I don't Graham like doesn't like me. <laughs> what am I going to do? His tears are going to be, you know, the next uh, great ingredient to whatever the hell it is he's making next. <laughs> yeah, I yep. feel you, Joe. Um, so there is this other show, and that should be literally my favorite show, and I'm going to do my best to watch it. It's called Burgers, Brews, and Q. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that voice, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it's appropriate. It's appropriate. <laughs> Burgers, Brews, and Q. Uh, I like that. Well, then mm. there's Eat, Sleep, and Barbecue. Yep. Yep. Eat, sleep, and barbecue. Well, how does that work, though? Wait, 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 wait. In what e order? Isn't, isn't sleeping, I mean, isn't eating part of barbecue? I'm confused. Right. How? Mm. Oh, I'm assuming they're saying eat the barbecue, grill it, which in most cases is called barbecuing, um, and then go to sleep. Yeah. But, like, the order is kind of weird, isn't it? It is kind of weird, because I feel like you would have to cook it first, right. hopefully. Right, And right. then eat it, and then sleep. So <laughs> wouldn't it be barbecue, <laughs> eat, sleep? 
I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Okay. I'm so, confused. So I thought it's, it was only me, but no, it's not. So I'm cool now. I'm cool. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'll tell you what. Um, so Hulu is off the chain with that shit. Um, yeah. But I hey, wonder what is it like May fifteenth National Barbecue Barbecue Day or something? Did I miss that? Have I? Well, the only thing just, I can I can surmise is that you know it, it's almost summer and Fourth of July is around the corner and what is it? Isn't the end of this month also sort of like the inaugural of every patio deck and you know community pool and stuff? What is it? Memor- yeah. Memorial Day, right? Memorial Day. Memorial yes. Day. A Memorial Day. So uh, I guess, you know, they are bringing it appropriately in that context. You no, know? like, okay, so, you know, you got a new grill and so do your thing now. I know that, you know, the fact that they just May 15th for it, there's got to be something unless I'm really missing it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I need to Google that. It's like May 15th. What is May 15th? Is the weekend before before Memorial Day weekend, isn't it? It's Independence Day in Paraguay. (laughs) The good thing about Paraguay is that they never need uh, uh, Memorial Day or the summer to to barbecue because they they they, that's they eat (laughs) they they eat on the grill every day pretty much. Uh, Yeah, South America, Uruguay, Paraguay, Brazil. You know, they're the king of that thing, man. I'd like to live there uh, one day, just, you know, to die in one year eating all the meats that I can. (laughs) I mean, seriously, man. I have this YouTube uh, show that I watch. It's called Locos por el Asado. Crazy about grilling, basically. That's what it's called. And this guy, Laucho, from Argentina. Oh, that boy knows his stuff, I tell you. And he, 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 this guy knows a cow from the, from the tail to, to the eyes. And he will tell you how to cut it, where to cut it, what's it called, and how to cook it. My, my man's good. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <Sounds good. laughs> so let's just move on to, to the theme of the week, Jocelyn. So we're going to talk about, the movie that I still haven't learned the title to, extremely wicked, uh, shockingly terrible. <laughs> no? no, no, I got it. Wrong. <laughs> okay, help me out here. Extremely wicked, yeah. shockingly evil, yeah. and vile. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Sweet. All right. So, Jocelyn. I had a chance to watch that movie yesterday um, after work. And um, overall, I have to say, uh, I liked it. I liked it. But would you like to hear what I think about it? Absolutely. It was sort of a vanity movie, if you will, in that they made you think that uh, the movie was based on the book written by Liz Klepper or... Um, Klepfer, I mean, the former girlfriend of Ted Bundy. But it, it, it seems to me that it was only the very beginning. <laughs> but afterward, everything became 
the Ted Bundy show or the, the Zac Efron show. Um, and, uh, I know that probably if they follow, they follow the book, you know, to the pages, it might not have made for the greatest movie and they had to take some liberties, but I just didn't see, uh, Liz Glepfer's, uh, perspective, uh, in that movie, am I am I getting it wrong? No, I agree with you. I did not see um, her perspective at all. So that brings me to a, a couple of questions that I came up with. Right. So, what exactly was the movie about? Because first of all, the, the impression that I get is, as a serial killer, Ted Bundy wasn't the smartest one, was he? No. He was he was definitely intelligent, but he was not the I don't know the Zvengali of serial killers by any means. Right, and 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 for me, it looks like he was more a dude that was operating on an urge to kill as opposed to on a plan to kill. Uh, and so, even though in the end he started sort of planning a little better, but he didn't have that big of a plan. It was just, I'm going to try and see if I can lure this woman into my car, take her somewhere and boom. Right. But like, yeah. the dude was stupid enough to say his name, for instance. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he drove that same car around like in, in the whole idea of luring somebody in plain sight. Uh, it, it, it sounds to me, if you, if I'm telling you the truth, that Bundy wasn't smart, but rather the police, the law enforcement was stupid, was was kind of inept in what they were doing. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, they should have known from the very beginning what they were doing, because I don't think that, you know, the whole idea of a serial killer at that uh, in that era was popular at all and so i don't is, think they were actually even using that term yet right he was killing women I, I don't think that was i don't think it had been coined yet even but 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 do you think also that there was a there was a bit of a of a relaxed attitude towards the whole thing because it was only women disappearing i definitely think so yeah um and I think it was typically young college students that yeah. he was abducting. Mm-hmm. And in America at the time, from what I've read and from what I see, have understood, you know, if you were a woman going to college, you were essentially bucking tradition. You weren't doing what you were, quote unquote, supposed to be doing. So if something happened to you while you were going to college, it would kind of be like, oh, well, you deserved it because you weren't right. trying to get married or trying to have a baby or whatever. Sort of you had it coming kind of thing, huh? Exactly. Kind of the way, the way, unfortunately, sex workers are viewed today. If one of those women goes missing, it's like, well, she was a sex worker, so she had it coming. Right, right. So I don't know that there was essentially as much interest in the police for looking for these young women as if they had – as if there would have been if they were, say, young wives or young mothers or, right. um, you know, doing the quote-unquote traditional 
female thing at the time. So I think there was a little less interest from police. I think they were like, well, you know, they're going to college, so they're obviously promiscuous. So I'm sure they did something stupid and it's their fault. And, and yeah, or, or they just, you know, went with some dude to Mexico. <laughs> Right, whatever. right, exactly. They're, they're yeah. you know, they're, they're not worth our time looking into. Yeah, that's that's what I got. That's what I got from there too. And um, there's a there's a few points also that I I you know I'm sort of puzzled about is you know a guy that is doing all, all of these killings and stuff and and not being suspected of any of that. I remember, and this might get me a bit in trouble, but I remember having this conversation a long time ago with someone that was much older than me, and he said, um, if, you, if a guy is being called or is deemed to be creepy um, all the time, Most of the time, all he is is awkward around women, but not necessarily creepy or a bad person with bad intentions. And the ones that aren't considered creepy, the ones that women seem most at, at ease with, will tend to be the violent ones, the ones that will bite their heads off. And... I think that was the case with with Bundy in that, yes, he was creepy if you knew him. <laughs> But if you don't know him, he did not appear to be that creepy because the guy looked good. <laughs> the guy was, a, you know, a, a good looking dude, you know. Yeah, he was he was definitely an attractive man for the time. I don't particularly find him attractive, but I can see where someone at the time would have found him attractive. Very well spoken, um, very intelligent, did seem to have a good sense of humor and kind of had a, a sort of a like an oh shucks attitude. If you've seen some of yeah, the um, yeah. the interviews with him, kind of an all-American boy type all shucks thing yeah. going on for him and then would sort of snap in some of these things uh, to sort of a, a, a different ego Yeah. Um, of very almost, you know, super egotistical person. Dude definitely had some issues going on. Oh, yeah. Um, the documentary that was just recently released by the same producer and director of this movie, to me, is a much better view, a much longer view, of course, but a much better arc, story arc yeah. of, of this than the actual extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile movie is. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the documentary very, very much and was shocked by some of the details about things I didn't know. I was interested and I'm still fascinated in trying to figure out sort of the, the plan behind having this very comprehensive, very detailed, very beautifully shot, very intelligently put together a documentary with this huge story arc about Ted Bundy and then have this Zac Efron movie kind of tacked onto the end of it. I'm still trying to figure out the, the idea behind that. I'm not sure which one he was trying to create buzz for. <laughs> and I think you look, <laughs> I thought about this last night and I'm like, so why would you do this after that? And what I think is, 
Um, there are people out there that will never sit and and watch a documentary, no matter what. You're um, completely right. And and the other thing is, at the moment you tell somebody that this is a story about some dude that murdered some women back in the 1960s, early 70s, um, you've lost them because, yeah, it, it, it seems so long ago. I mean, my son was born in the year 2000 and t telling him about, you know, my high school graduation in 1991, it seems like so long ago for him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think <laughs> young people wouldn't give a shit about that. Daddy, were there dinosaurs then? <laughs> How did you keep the T Rexes out of the out of the stadium? They had tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of look like the president today. <laughs> you know, you got, I got you got to throw your little digs. <laughs> But but I I think that's what it was. It was more of okay. So how do we get younger the younger generation to kind of want to find out more about this? And maybe maybe I'm not even you know maybe that wasn't that's not what it was. But that's the only reason I can think in the casting of Zac Efron. I mean Zac Efron is that these you know still people think of him as the young high schooler hot throw kind of thing or whatever. I I know that he was in the um, high school musical movie, the Disney movie. Right, right. And I've actually never seen anything that Zac Efron has ever been in. So this was my first experience with Zac Efron's acting. Yeah. Um. So I actually was very impressed with his portrayal of Ted Bundy um, and found it, a little, not to overuse the word, but a little creepy um, how well he was able to capture him at some moments. I, sometimes it didn't ring true, but every so often he would hit it right. And it was just like, oh, wow, that was that was creepy. <laughs> you hit the money. You hit you hit the you hit the money part right there, because I thought about it the entire time. And what I thought was, OK, this is Zac Efron having good moments but then uh this is zach efron playing dress up as um as ted bundy um most of the time i don't know if that's that was the impression you got from it like the the casting was absolutely fantastic in that i i don't think this dude ever needed any makeup no to, to no i really good. don't i think he just had some tooth prosthetics going on yeah which um which were i have to say were very good because um it never seemed like he was struggling with those unlike uh, other movies yes. Bohemian rhapsody yes yes absolutely <laughs> yeah. um but i i don't know I, and i do wonder a little bit how much of it was zach efron and how much of it was the direction because and the reason i say that is because the cast was was good and there was people in it that I felt like just weren't quite as good as I've seen them in other things. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how much experience the director has with things outside of documentaries. Just a quick look at his bio. It looks like it's mostly documentaries. So I don't know if he's used to dealing with the actors or not, you know? Yeah, it could be. It could be, it could be that too. And this is a very valid point that – 
personally, like this dude, I had never heard of as a movie director. You, you are right that that might well be the case that you know this was a guy that that you know that had his eyes were filled with wonder too um, in in a situation like this. But um, even when, for example, for instance, in the end, at the end of the movie, you saw some real footage, real life footage of Bundy. Like you remember when that uh, prosecutor was grandstanding and wanted to uh, live broadcast uh, his indictment or whatever. Mr. Bundy, step out here, blah, blah, blah. And he came out and literally made the dude look like an asshole. Yes. You know, but like the the pattern of speech of of Ted Bundy, um, I don't think Zac Efron got it ever, ever at all. It was Zac Efron talking. And that to me is, I, I don't care how much you look like someone. Um... If you are playing that person and you're able to emulate their uh, lingo, their lexicon, for me, that is of major value, more than what you look like. Here's the thing. Um, I remember listening to one of the most recent podcasts uh, of uh, David Tennant, and he had Michael Sheen on, on this show, right? And Michael Sheen was talking about playing Tony Blair in a movie uh, at some point in the 90s. And he was saying, yes, you know, um, I wanted people to see that I look like Tony Blair, that it was Tony Blair that they were looking at. But at the same time, I wanted them to forget about that, you know, after the first minute of the show and start seeing me acting, (laughs) you know, and he said, and there were things that I was able to do to to get that to get that done, without them forgetting that this was a movie about Tony Blair. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know if I compare the two things. Like when you saw um, a movie like Ray, right, where Jamie Foxx doesn't necessarily look that much like Ray Charles. He can imitate Ray Charles so well. Mm-hmm. He can emulate his speech, his mannerism, his uh, side-to-side moves. And he played a hell of a good uh, a blind person. So yes. that, you know, you saw Ray Charles the entire time. And it was the story of Ray Charles by Ray Charles. And yes. then after that, you had to remember, oh, no, that was Jamie Foxx. Yes. Uh, yeah. In, in this case, I only saw a dude that really, 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 really looks like Ted Bundy, but uh, had some moments and not so much. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, there was a couple of flashes. I can't remember the exact scenes, but there was a couple of flashes where I felt like he nailed it mm-hmm. really well. And then, but for the most part, was just kind of a guy playing Ted Bundy who looked like Ted Bundy, which is a shame. And I, I honestly am leaning a little bit towards director on that. And the reason I say that is because I don't think we would have ever seen those flashes if he didn't have the capacity to do it at all. Yeah, you 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 are absolutely right, and um, 
it is always good that there's two of us looking at these things because I never thought about the quality of the director until you mentioned it, to tell you the truth. And so that's 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 the good thing of you know me not sitting here and making an ass of myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we get to do it together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, but you know, you're absolutely right. Um, so, what else? How about Lily Collins, for instance? I kind of felt like she was just there, um, <sighs> and I kind of felt like that was a waste, which is another thing that kind of leaned me towards direction because um, I I can't remember what else I've seen her in, but I remember enjoying the performances. So I, I don't feel like she, and I don't, I'm not saying she was bad in this, in the slightest. Mm -hmm. She wasn't bad, but she wasn't good. She was just there. And I feel like she could have brought a lot to the role if she'd either been allowed to, or maybe pushed to a little bit more. I don't know. Cause there, there's, there's a lot to this character. Yes. Um, there's yes. a lot that happened to this woman in real life. And that's um, why that's why I feel like they went so far away from her story. <laughs> yes. You know. Yes, they really did. Um so I I don't know. I was I was a little disappointed in in her portrayal and I I, I don't know. I I don't I don't know if she fought hard enough for cuz she, you know, as an actress you do have a say as to what your character is going to be portrayed as and, and not a hundred percent, obviously by any means, but I feel like maybe she could have fought a little harder for the, for Liz's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're right. And I don't think Lily Collins is a bad actress at all. And I don't think that her portrayal, well, I don't think that her, her the work that she did in this movie was bad, except that um, they kind of, you know, the, the script, the story sort of like pushed her to the side, even though they were supposed to be recounting this story based yeah. on her point of view, on her perspective. And again, I am, I am siding with you in that it may have had a lot to do with uh, the director because, yeah, uh, you can, in fact, I, in my notes, I say that, uh, uh, Kaya Scolidario, the the other actress that played the 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 lady that had the little the little baby girl with uh, with Bundy that ended up being his wife, she stole every scene. Like she, yes, she was did. absolutely fantastic beyond reproach. She was yes. great. Yes, she did, and she nailed that character. Yes, yes, because I she did. I, I saw some some the the last few footages they that they showed, and it was like, oh my god, she was there. She did it. She did it. She the speech yeah. again. The speech was when she talks about how you know clearly he's been you know this is a charade and a carnival. The media is there for it, and blah blah blah. And then you see you see the real person outside the court talking about that. It was absolutely great. Another interesting casting for me was John Malkovich. <laughs> I was very surprised by that when I read it because I had seen the the documentary and the 
there's quite a bit of footage of the judge in the documentary. So the judge is very, very Southern. Yes. And very um, good old boy Southern yeah. type. Yes. Um, which, and I'm like, John Malkovich is not good old boy Southern. But I still think that he brought across the character's gravitas. Yes. Perhaps. Listen, um, I may be biased, but like I freaking loved, loved John Malkovich. And I think he did a fantastic job. I do too. And I was expecting to not be pleased, honestly. I, know. I was expecting to be like, oh my God, what in the world? Why are you up there? But I was like, I was happy every time he was on the screen. I was like, bring it back. Do <laughs> you know? You know, like the very first line that really killed it for me was, you look good, partner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And the reason is because when a Southerner calls you partner, there are so many things he or she is trying to say, is trying to call you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That it, it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it can either be good or bad, you know. Uh, so, so when he says to a dude that is on his, you know, in his court to be tried for a bunch of murders and will surely be getting the death penalty. You look good, partner. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was that. I, I laughed about that. Um, and also, the little bickerings that they did, that was phenomenal. Yes. yes. Don't point to your, your finger, finger at me. me. <laughs> Young man. <laughs> that was so King Turkers. That was insane. Nope. I, I don't and know. that's that's lifted right right from the video, exactly. uh, from the film, from, yeah. the, from the actual testimony. So. Yeah. George Coward, if he's still alive, hopefully, was a character, as they say in the South. And, <laughs> <laughs> and thank God, because John, Mal- John Malkovich did, did a fantastic job, you know, portraying him. But the, the, the good old boy uh, persona that you talk of is absolutely what came across, both in the real judge and in John Malkovich, uh, who... Normally, is like a very scary person to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I could see the the final speech of that judge. Um, I liked it because I don't know if he knew that those words were going to go into history, it were going to be cemented in history books the way it came out. And his description of both the crimes of Ted Bundy and what he thinks of Ted Bundy, which I think should be what society should think and should have thought of Ted Bundy, are on point, which is where the 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 title of, of the movie comes out of, right? Your yes. crimes were extremely wicked, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta vile and was designed to you know it was it was it wasn't a lecture it was a man who knows that he's got the power and he's going to impose on you the very maximum penalty that he has the power to impose but before that he wants you to hear his words what he thinks of you 
and why you're trash and why you should be put to death. That was a fantastic thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another casting that I was like, uh, was Jim Parsons. Um, I think Jim, Sp- Jim Parsons' talent there didn't necessarily go all to waste, but anybody could have been, any unknown actor could have played, what was his name, Larry, Larry Simpson, the prosecutor? Yes. Look, I've seen Jim Parsons, after uh, the Big Bang Theory, I've seen Jim Parsons play other characters in other movies, and I have, I've, I've been able to see, uh, this guy's a good actor, because, you know, he's a different person every time. But somehow, I couldn't help but see Sheldon when he's yeah, playing Larry Simpson. Yeah, when you made that comment earlier when in the notes that, that you sent me, I agree with you. I didn't really see anybody other than Sheldon either. Mm-hmm. Um especially when there's like one scene where he says something like, Oh, for for heaven's sake or <laughs> oh for I can't yeah. remember and he kinda yeah. like it's he's like a very it's a frustrated scene. He kinda like slaps a paper down and I'm yeah. like, Sheldon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so I mean I, I know there's a danger of course with any ca- character being typecast. And I am, I really hate to trash all over this director because his documentaries are great, the ones that I've seen, but I just don't think that he was prepared to maybe push some of these actors around and just let them do what they wanted. And, you know, maybe Jim Parsons was like, look, I'm tired. I'm just going to do Sheldon. Okay. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it it could conceivably have, have coincided with, all those very latest latest uh, episodes of of the Big Bang Theory, which is coming to an end. Oh, and yeah, he probably was tired and was like, "Yeah, I got this gig. I'm gonna do it." And boom, whatever. And if the director wasn't pushing, as you say, that might well be be the case because it's sad. But we are arriving to a conclusion here that this might all have been. This could have been a better, I don't know, better movie or. Or the actors could have all been could have all done their very best. Yeah, um, I I really think that if if somebody if they'd just been pushed a little harder or maybe led a little differently, that there could have been something really really good here. And it's I'm I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. No, no I'm sure. just disappointed that it wasn't a better movie. Yeah. Um, I was also disappointed. Uh, in the documentary, they, they touch a little bit on um, Ken Katsaris, who was very instrumental instrumental in catching Bundy. And in the documentary, this man is such a character and so vibrant and so alive that I could not wait to see who they had cast as him in the movie. And... I was incredibly disappointed in the casting because one, I don't know who the actor was, but two, he did a terrible job. <laughs> is um, is that the dude that visited him? The one that visited him and tore up the shark picture, which I think that was made up out of whole cloth. I don't think that actually happened. Oh, okay. Um, but the one that visited him in his jail and and tore up the the shark picture and then did the the media thing where he had him come out oh, okay. uh, of the elevator and he they did the whole scene together. Yeah. Um. That prosecutor 
is is really a huge part of why Bundy got caught. Oh, um, wow. And I was kind of disappointed that he was very much glossed over and really kind of por- portrayed as a jackass. Yeah, that's which, what I thought. Mm. Which he's he's not. If you watch the documentary, you realize that this is the first guy who really got under Bundy's skin. Because mm-hmm. um, Bundy was always, in most of his interviews with law enforcement and with anybody else, he's just kind of like this, you know, like I said before, all shucks, mm. all American boy yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then there's that. And... Uh, the the interview where he comes out of the elevator and Bundy starts being very sarcastic with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a complete break from Bundy's persona beforehand that he'd cultivated with the press. Okay. And yeah. it's it was very interesting how, um, to me, how Ken Katsaris had been able to manipulate the, the grand manipulator, Bundy, um, into breaking his facade. And I really wish the movie had touched on that more. And I really wish the movie had cast his part. Cause I was, I was really excited to see how that was going to play out. And they'd really glossed over it. And, and I was see, like, Oh man. And see, here's the thing for, I, well, I'm only two or three episodes into the documentary and I started it after I watched the movie. So okay. I actually didn't know what, who this guy was and all I saw, actually, even though I know that, you know, Bundy was a bad guy and blah, blah, blah. But all I saw was some dude that was grandstanding and being an absolute asshole. And I actually enjoyed the fact that Bundy made him look like an asshole, which seemed to have been um, what the design was in the movie, but not really what exactly happened based on what you're saying here. It, yeah, exactly. In the movie, it, it they really seem to it. It feels like the the it was directed or produced, written, however, to make this guy be the bad guy, right. as opposed to Ted Bundy, who's an actual serial killer, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and make you more sympathetic to Bundy. Um, but in the documentary, um. I, he was, I, I loved every scene that this, this man is in cause he's still alive. They, they did lots of interviews with him. Um, yes, it was an election season. Yes. He's a politician, but I loved the fact that he was one of the few people who seemed to really understand how Bundy worked and how to get under his skin and how to manipulate him and how to get him to be who he really was. Whereas before he had just been so sweet and so kind in front of the press and, Oh dearie me, I don't know why this is happening. And then I don't know everything that Casares did to him, but (laughs) he manipulated him into showing his true face. The truth Um, came out. Yes. And he had him do it in front of the press and it just, in the documentary, it just was like, oh, this is a beautiful thing. <laughs> so now I'm going to go back and finish that documentary because, yeah. Right after I finished the movie, I went and prepared some dinner. And then I started like, yo, let me start this, right? Mm-hmm. And the wife was sitting right next to me. And, you know, she didn't see the movie because she wasn't home yet. But when I started the documentary, her question was, and who is Ted Bundy? <laughs> To which my son was like, oh, my God, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think think my wife confuses all serial killers with Son of Sam because that was the most popular New York (laughs) Ah, serial killer. 
gotcha. You they know. sort of looked a little similar to yeah. me, too. It, it, yeah, crazy. Like, none of these serial killers. There is something that is said in, I think, in the documentary. And I'm not entirely sure if it was Bondi himself who said that or it was the journalist that went to 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 record those interviews but said like he was saying, you know, a a killer doesn't doesn't jump out of the woods with um you know, a saliva streaming at his mouth and in in grunting with a knife to kill you. It is the ones that you suspect the least or something like that. It was Bundy. Bundy you, said that. Was he himself? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Bundy was a psychologist, too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. He, he was not an unintelligent person. Nah, nah. He was, he was an underachiever, if anything, but he wasn't a stupid person. He wasn't an unintelligent person. No, um, I think he had a huge amount of ego. I think he had maybe more ego than intelligence. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly that's exactly right, and um, the fact that he found himself somehow in a crime prevention panel uh, for yes. a study in Seattle, which is how he got all his clues, and how he was able to evade getting caught, because you know he saw the weaknesses of of the police department there, uh, was also a smart thing, but. Yeah, these, going back to my point, it seems like all of those dudes were so good-looking and, and, and crazy personable that that was their number one um, weapon to get to. Because, like, even Manson, if you look at his old pictures and stuff, he looked like a, you know, like a cool-looking hippie. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, in that respect, I'm I'm happy. I'm kind of ugly because <laughs> you know, but I got the personable <laughs> thing, so I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Finally, uh, <laughs> let's talk a bit about the alternative casting, and it was an interesting thing for me because uh, the alternative casting was is. The internet is always a buzz with that, right? Like every movie has a list of alternative castings that persons who the internet think should have played those uh, characters. So, um, even though I personally think that Zac Efron, look-wise, was absolutely perfect to play Ted Bundy. But would you like to hear some of the names that came up? Absolutely. So, Michael C. Hall, the dude that played Dexter, right? I don't know why, but when I saw the two pictures together, and I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it with a quick Google, um, it kind of looked like a possibility, to tell you the truth. Except that, Michael Seahol would have had to, I guess, dye his hair black or whatever, um, or use use a wig, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, there's a there's a there's something there. I see that. I'm I'm googling it right now. I do I do see that something in the shape of the chin and the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the eyebrows. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and when I was watching the movie, I'm like, who else could have played this? I hadn't Googled anything, but who else could have done this? Because otherwise, this guy's this guy might well be the reincarnation <laughs> of Bundy. But no, Michael Seahill is there. And also, people talked about Greg Kinnear. I can see that, I but Greg Kinnear, I think, is a little too old. Yeah, because because Bundy wasn't even thirty yet during during the time of his killing spree. Yeah, yeah, during the time of his killing spree in this trial, when the movie takes place, he wasn't even thirty yet. Okay, so so that's a no in, in your mind. Yeah, if he I, had, had gotten a chance to get a bit older, maybe. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I like Greg Kinnear, I think he's I, I think he's an underrated actor. I typically enjoy what he's in. Yeah, he, he's if you, if you see his name on any credit, you should sit and watch that movie. That that yeah. that's the way. I, I mean, shit, I, as good as it gets. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a I'm not I'm not a rom com kind of guy, but <laughs> that's a hell of a movie, man. Um, yeah, and he was in a movie with Ricky Gervais that was really good too. Yeah, what was it? The um, was uh, it? I don't know. Is that the ghost movie? town? Oh, okay, ghost ghost town. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I'd have I have to go back and watch Ghost Ghost Town because sometimes I've been missing actors. <laughs> like, who's this? I know that face. What's his face? Whatever, <laughs> whatever you see, somebody. <laughs> Asking what's his face is because they remember the name but not the face. Mm. I think that's an alternative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what about Judge Dobby? <laughs> Judge Dobby Bush. Young <laughs> Judge Dobby Bush. <laughs> that's funny, but that's true, though. Like, it seriously. Is, yeah. I Yeah. Yeah. Every, Even kind of with some of the all shuck stuff too. Yes, yes. Every black and white picture of a young George W. Bush that I've seen look like Bundy. Oh no! <laughs> hey, and you know what? I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> hey, you know, with dude dude's dad having been, uh, I think, uh, Secretary of Defense and FBI director. Maybe Bundy didn't do it, and George was walking around over there doing this his thing, and they just pinned it on 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 Poor Bundy. Old Ted. Poor old hey, Ted. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing <laughs> these out there. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, what if? What if? Because like, dude was crazy and shit, but he he maintained for the longest time that he didn't do anything. You That's know. right, he did. Mm. Right up until the very end when he was trying to prolong his life, which, <laughs> you know, as as we all know, we'd, we would probably do. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, something to think about. <laughs> God, I can't believe we went there. Well, I went there. <laughs> um, and finally, there's one, one that I didn't quite like, which is um, Jason Lee. Jason Lee, you remember Jason Lee? My name is Earl, dude. Yes. Oh no! Like, if maybe they caught him at a time where he was maybe one day looking like Ted Bundy, but I don't feel like he would look like Ted Bundy all the time. 
or or enough to play him in a movie. Yeah, I don't I don't see that one at all. I also think he's a little too old. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I don't I don't see that one at all. I like Jason Lee, but I just don't. Yeah, I don't get that one. Jason Lee's dope. I, I remember my name is Earl. my name is Earl was one of my favorite shows earlier in my days in the U.S. It's a great show. My name's Earl. <laughs> <laughs> so, about in terms of, as we agreed, Lily Collins wasn't bad, but when I see pictures of uh, Liz Klepfer, I don't see Lily Collins. No, I don't either. I kind of feel like it was a case of let's find a woman with dark long hair and cast her. <laughs> yeah. But in fact, based on the pictures I've seen, Liz Klepfer actually had sort of like blondish hair, wasn't she? Um, yeah. Like, I, I felt like the only name that kept coming to me was Amanda Amanda Seyfried. Okay. For some reason. But I can't tell you why. But somehow I felt like that's 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 the only uh, physical comparison I, I can find. Obviously, Kaya Coloderio is that is that is that the name? Uh, was great playing that other lady. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she was very, very, very good. And as for Larry Simpson. I don't know who should have played Larry Simpson to tell you the truth, but I just don't know that Jim Parsons should have, shouldn't have been there. Uh, yeah, I, I or again beating the poor director down, maybe been pushed a little differently. Yeah, um, I don't, I, I don't, because you know, as you said, and and as I've said, we've both seen Jim Parsons not play Shelton, so. Yep. It wasn't, that wasn't it. That's all I can say. That wasn't it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think we've crapped on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've crapped on this movie enough to, to let it go now. But here's what I would like to say. And I think we've, we, we say that every after every show, at the end of every show. We are... We talk about these movies because one, or we talk about these shows and movies because one, we would like you to see it. Two, um, we we like, we enjoy doing this. And three, we would like to interact with you. If you disagree with us, please always feel free to go either on Twitter or on Instagram, or on Facebook, and tell us, like, I think you guys were wrong. I think mm-hmm. such and such thing was good. I think such and such thing wasn't as good. Um, because at the end of the day, we're not telling you don't watch it. We're not telling you don't, you know, don't like it. We're telling you how we felt about it. And this podcast is really about our opinions. No, it's not all set on stones or, you know, it's not the Holy gospel to tell you the truth. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I don't know, Graham. I think I'm inspired. You are inspired. (laughs) 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 Ah, you heard it here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I, if anything with this movie, um, I, if you don't know anything about Ted Bundy, it's, it's a good introduction to, um, sort of the horror that was happening across the country, uh, with, with him and in the seventies. And, uh, if you watch the movie, maybe it'll spark some interest to watch the documentary. Um, the movie is not bad, but the documentary is quite, quite good in my opinion and um, gives definitely more of an idea of what was happening in the world at the time and just why Ted Bundy was so shocking for the country and uh, what he did that was so extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. Fantastic. And you like how I did that? Yes. Is that good? Yes, yes. Absolutely fantastic. I don't think I should say anything more than Please remember to share our podcast when you listen to it. Tell a friend about us. Um, and also, please, please, please go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, follow us, find us. And please don't forget to go to patreon.com slash kicking instrument podcast and find it in your heart. So give us a hint so we can continue to do this week after week after week after week. So thank you again, folks. You've been great. Thank you to everybody for listening to us. We appreciate it. I think we did a good show this week. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.